Yo, Joba! <laughs> yeah! Oh no, you're over there! Yeah! Woo! <laughs> I can't Just believe it, we fucked it up again. Just as bad as last week, guess Jobs. Yeah! Well, hopefully without totaling any of your consoles, Chief. Yeah, they're all in working order today. Fantastic. Oh. We're back! The collaboration that everybody's talking about. It's G.I. Joburg and Talking Joe, back by popular demand to talk about that beautiful catalogue from 1990 for the Benelux regions. Yes. Hello, gentlemen. How are we doing? I'm Very so well. good. <laughs> it was a session that almost didn't happen. Yeah. We're here now. We've got, we got builders in their disc cutting. Song of my people. Which mm. which um GI Joe figure comes with a big disc cutter? S Jobs pop quiz. Oh, Pathfinder, I'd have to say. Though I don't know, Buzzer would probably take a uh, top on. No, weren't we joking about Pathfinder that he was basically a glorified gardener? <laughs> <laughs> Seems about right. But I mean, look, they're they're unconventional weapons all over the shop. What is that thing oh. that Zerana comes with, for instance? What does she come with? It's like a disc, not a disc, it's like, like these little, like, like, arrowhead blades on a circular disc. I thought you were Zorana! <laughs> <laughs> they got the film in my camera! Yeah! Not in my earrings! Microfilm! <laughs> Chief's awesome. favourite film of, um, 2020. Amazing. <laughs> Gentlemen, I have a surprise for everyone in attendance. Uh oh. Because we have friends in the right places, i.e., the Netherlands, a fella called Ronald Hoff, friend of the channel, and goes by Snowcat Ron on all social media platforms. Or as he I like to call it, Smokatron. <laughs> Smokatron, I know, right? Very, very uh, Daft Punk esque. Um, rest in peace, guys. Uh, he did oh, translations. Yeah. Well, the, the, the brand, <laughs> the entity. <laughs> Thomas and Christian, I hope, are still alive, but uh, Dark Punk is no more. I don't know. Anyway, this is a G.I. Joe podcast, right? right? <laughs> he did translations of all the spreads, both the ones that we did in the previous two installments and the ones that we're going to do in this session. So I'm going to very succinctly flash them up on screen, and we're going to talk the talk. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys exactly what's going on. So if you want to dial your, your, your screens back to spread number one, uh, I'll tell you a little story. Assemble immediately. The command thunders through the speakers of the Cobra encampment. Cobra commander wants a surprise inspection of all his troops. He surely must have some diabolical plan again to conquer the world. For the first time, the heinous iron grenadiers are lining up in front of him. Cunning saboteurs led by the frightening Voltar with his eagle, that is an accurate translation, not condor or vulture, that never leaves him. And the newest recruits are also standing in line, the toxo-vipers, feared experts of the most ghastly toxins. Pretty bog-standard stuff. So, so just, just to clarify, this would have been the text that would have been on the side of the splash. Exactly. Paul okay. cut it off because, I mean, who speaks Dutch, Paul. right? Not this yeah. Paul. Uh, the, the Paul who Paul Panfilo and Plastic Battles, the guy who we have to thank for these images. Um, yeah, he cut off the text on this catalog. Little did he know that a some years later we'd have some uh, some GI Joe language experts uh, piecing it together. Let's uh, flick on to the next one. This is the Joe briefing room. The Cobras are such Ooh. villains, and their means are so vile that there can never be too many G.I. Joes to stand up for peace and justice. At the end of their training, the new recruits listen attentively to Lieutenant Falcon's instructions. Everyone is there. Budo, Taurus, Spearhead, and his lynx, Max. Charbroil, Maverick, Knockdown, Red Dog, Dodger, Muskrat, Hardball, Repeater, Shockwave, Avalanche, Blaster, Blocker, Lightfoot, Storm Shadow, and Mercer. They know all fighting techniques but each has his own specialty. Let the Cobras strike. The G.I. Joes are ready on land, at sea, and in the air. I'd say not everyone in that room is listening attentively, but it's <laughs> great, man. It's a big old name drop. Bam. As we know, Mr. Harmer likes to do in the comics. You Somebody take the point, Roadblock. Okay, Flint, I'll take the slack. <laughs> Scarlet, you take... Yeah, whatever. Uh, number three. <laughs> number three. 
Number three, this you is hold the, the sort of mission yeah. with the with the wolves. Shockwave and Avalanche were able to hide themselves just in time. They were patrolling on their ATVs when they sub <laughs> on their ATV correction singular when they suddenly bumped into the Cobra Wolves, which were returning to their unit. Well, something for the GI Joes to know. If the Cobras, with their devious ruses, were thinking they could do as they please in the remote polar regions, they'd better think again. Shockwave and Avalanche are on to their troop movements. Couldn't miss. Shockwave engages first anywhere, and Avalanche only gets into his element in the freezing climate. These are direct translations, so they might seem a little bit clunky in English. Moving on. Number four, uh, this is where the Tomahawk is, is arriving and it does clear up a little debate that we had in our first session. Too late! The Cobras beat the G.I. Joes to it, leaving the Tomahawk, Spearhead, Taurus, and Repeater only to find smoldering debris. Taurus, a seasoned climber, ascends the ruins as agile as a little squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> he shifts aside, hold blocks of concrete as if they were matchboxes, but there is little chance to find anything left alive. Max spearheads Lynx, may have picked up a scent. Repeater keeps the finger on the trigger since Cobra may still be hiding in this dangerous environment. Seems a bit bloodthirsty, wouldn't you say? Like, nothing's left alive. Yeah, yeah it's hard Clearly, the, the European kids, I mean, they, their catalogs dealt with life or death situations. Yeah, it's, it almost seems like um, this ruined town that they've gone to was ruined by Cobra. Cobra's dropped some okay. massive warhead uh, device on this, and this is what remains. Traumatic mm. reenactment. Season climber. I mean, season. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, I wouldn't put it past him. His his file card is pretty thin on detail, but yeah. it's certainly not his calling card. Like, if it is something that he does, it's just something he does on the side. Yeah, definitely mm. a free climber for sure. I mean, well, I mean, he is a would be a great figure to use if you were going for the climbing angle. Ooh. He's got that great, like, rope. Lovely. Um, uh, shall we take a look? This is the pipeline one that, uh, that you so love, Ben. Oh, I do. Mm, the Cobras want to sabotage the oil wells and pipelines. If they succeed, the world's population will be deprived of energy. That's why Skidmark keeps watching his desert fox. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing escapes him. <laughs> Sorry. Behind the machine gun is Muskrat, ready to fire at the slightest suspicious movement. Lieutenant Falcon patrols with his tank car, a light vehicle equipped with a machine gun. Even in the desert, the Cobras might suddenly appear as a jack-in-the-box. Doing. Cute. Uh, and then we've got the uh, Warthog approaching this, this sort of Cobra Island with the rain coming down. Mysterious signals are coming from the Swamp Island. It must be a dirty cobra maneuver. Repeater, Muskrat, and Dodger listen to what their heart tells them. They will take care of it. They jump into the Warthog, the amphibious vehicle of Sergeant Slaughter. Getting to shore is difficult because of the strong current, but fortunately Sergeant Slaughter can count on Dodger, an experienced mate. Repeater keeps his personal machine gun at the ready, and Muskrat feels delighted again when on the swampy terrain. Caution is needed, however, because Raptor has seen them come ashore. What I'm going to say about this copy is it shows a lot of attention to detail. Like, they crafted stories around these pictures. Yeah. Uh, it seems a lot more text than the standard cross-sell, which is like, Warthog, amphibious vehicle, comes with well, Sergeant Slaughter figure. Yeah, exactly. Other figures not sold, you know, sold separately. Um, so, once again, kudos to the, the team, the copywriters on this. Then we have the Demon Tanks. Thunder rolls over the plain. An army of the dreaded Destro sets itself in motion to take up new positions. Such a demon column on the rise that stirs up some dust. Nothing stops the heavily armed tanks. They will go through a wall as if it were a sheet of paper. In his small private jet, the leader of the Iron Grenadiers, Destro, monitors the demon drivers closely, the never-afraid ferrets. Their cockpit is uncomfortably small, but this just gives them a kick. Interesting yep. detail, just to say that the cockpit is uncomfortably small. <laughs> Which is not entirely true of the vehicle. It's quite spacious in there. But you'll notice, and this is something we didn't raise uh, when we initially went over these, these, these images, all the demon drivers, the ferrets, 
are positioned outside of the tanks, that's not actually a seating area that they're on. Like they're actually just hanging outside the tank's roof. They're holding onto the guns, presumably, but that's not an actual driver position on that tank. The driver position is hidden inside the vehicle. So this is, I guess, just an opportunity to show off a figure that we seldom see outside of the demon. Yeah. I mean, it's a very un unseen kind of figure. Then we've got the Skystorm taking off with the Conquest in the background. Big alert! <laughs> the Cobra Air Force has discovered the G.I. Joe base and wants to wipe it from the map. Something needs to be done urgently. Windmill already takes off in his Skystorm straight up into the sky. Now just retract the rotor blades and the Skystorm becomes a supersonic jet. Fire! Against those cruise missiles, the vile Cobras have no defense. Slipstream first had to cut short a game of electronic pinball, but now it's getting serious. In his Conquest X-30, he fires his projectiles with agility and accuracy. The computer calculates the trajectory. The Cobras won't know what hit them. It takes a nugget out of his file card that he's a pinball wizard, which is, once again, staggering attention to detail. Yeah, hey, I, like guys. The I like the fact that he fired his missiles with agility. Hey! <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. As opposed to the unagile missiles that just kind of like yeah. amble he fired, the his, he fired his missiles by pressing the fire button. <laughs> Truth. All right, let's talk about Big Boss or Big Boa. Big Boa wants to deploy an entire corporate division against the International Space Center. The light armored vehicles and their cruise missiles and laser cannons will raise the center to the ground. But they underestimate the courage and persistence of the G.I. Joes. Lightfoot and Charbroil volunteer to stop the Cobra Imps. They are in grave danger, standing so close to each other. Just imagine that Lightfoot's explosives come into contact with the petrol reservoir of Charbroil's flamethrower. It's unthinkable. Did <laughs> we say something like that in the last episode? Sorry. Totally. It's setting them up for failure, man. Yeah. Big time. I like the fact that no, again, one wanted, no one really wanted this mission, so these two clowns had to volunteer for it. Well, with any luck, that bridge is going to give way and it'll be, you know, they'll, they'll pack it in and, and go home early. Next, we've got Mercer and Storm Shadow and, and Budo sneaking up on the Cobra Computer Center. Paralyzing Cobra's Computer Center will mean the end of this diabolical gang. The entrance is thus well guarded. Road Pig stands watch with Crocmaster and his mangling crocodile. But that does not deter Storm Shadow and Mercer. They used to be Cobras. Now they want to make amends and pass on all their knowledge about Cobras' ruses and hideouts to the G.I. Joes. Budo comes from an ancient line of samurai and holds his own in the martial arts, just like Storm Shadow, a genuine ninja. Together they will bring this dangerous assignment to a successful conclusion. Love that. Really nice teaming up Storm Shadow and Mercer. I hadn't made that connection that both of them know Cobra from the inside. Yeah. Smart stuff, man. All right. Next, we have the Scuba Packs as they are <laughs> maneuvering for position. And someone in the comments section on the previous one suggested that possibly this is a hydroelectric power plant. And that explains why, why yeah. Voltar is kind of on the level. We're at this kind of high mountain reservoir. And so there's still water that, that kind of rushes in to meet um, this mountainside. But listen to the explanation. Quiet, be careful. We are not seen. Quickly, the G.I. Joes switch off the engines of their scuba packs. This way, the Hydra Vipers won't see them approaching the floating Cobra Island. After all, the smallest wave could be fatal. And that is not allowed to happen because the other G.I. Joes are waiting for the information on the upcoming Cobra attack. At precisely this moment, Voltar chooses to go on patrol with his rocket sled. As always, his cunning and malicious eagle follows him. If only he won't spot the G.I. Joes. With his gemstone, which he uses as sight, it seems he has eyes in the back of his head. Nice. Not they really, really they hung a lantern on the fact that he's got this sophisticated eye thing. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, you know, floating Cobra Island is kind of suggesting why the Joes are going there. Um, you know, a lot of backstory. I like it. Very cool. Yeah. What's yeah. The gem Explain this gemstone thing to me, though, his eye. Mm. The, the translation is literally gemstone. Uh, right. Apparently, that's what the red, that sort of red circle 
on his his helmet represents, which I don't know. It's a pretty fanciful way of maybe saying that he's got some sophisticated optics that give him X-ray vision or heat vision, something predator vision. Just uh, just maybe it's just a heads up display or something. Yeah, I know, right? Wicked cool detail. All right, so now we have. <laughs> we is this the gyrocopter picture? <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Quick, the Cobras are not allowed to conquer the, the laboratory for nuclear research. The fate of the world depends on the responsiveness of the G.I. Joes. With knockdown at the head, an RPV column advances at full speed. But the Cobra Scouts have guessed their intentions. They have sent in a division of Astro Vipers, each equipped with a gyrocopter. Tough guys, but not for the RPVs. They have radar and missiles. Not to mention the thoroughbred sharpshooter known as Knockdown. Hmm. Kind of makes it a little bit cooler. Kind of. Lately, the Cobras have been suspiciously active. Acts of sabotage and troop movements quickly succeeded each other. Soon, a broad offensive is expected. That's why it's imperative to take a quick look at their headquarters. Right up Ghost Rider's alley. Maverick goes through the assignment with him in detail. Maverick is perfectly capable of piloting the Phantom X-19 himself because he knows all the test models like the back of his hand. But his duty as pilot trainer forces him to stay grounded. At the control stick of the Conquest X-30, Slipstream is waiting for instructions as well. Nice. So I guess Maverick is not going to be the backseat man on that mission. Very cool that they made light of the fact that he is a experimental aircraft pilot. That's yeah. detail, man. Is, he, is his background also that he's a trainer? I don't know, but I guess if you are flying aircraft that no one else has ever flown before, part of your job is then instructing the next next team of pilots and uh, and ground staff. I don't know, quite possibly. I, yeah, his file card doesn't go into that kind of detail, but yeah, we can we can kind of infer that, I guess. Then finally, money shot, as we all know, Ghost Rider skims very close to the ground at Mach three. He escapes the Cobra radar just as easy as the chores back at school. <laughs> Interesting reference, that. The X-19 is called the Phantom for a reason. The airplane is completely covered in a layer of iron grain epoxy, which reflects laser beams. When approaching the headquarters, Ghost Rider needs to disconnect all radio transmissions to stay unnoticed. He absorbs everything that indicates an upcoming Cobra attack and then returns along the stratosphere to the G.I. Joe lines. I mean, once again, technical detail being thrown in there that you would expect in something aimed at an older audience. Like, this is marketing the toys, and yet it's got that kind of specificity almost that uh, Larry Harmer applied to the comic books. Very, very cool. Ah, guys, this is the bone of contention which we can finally put to rest. By the way, the sequence with the Techno Vipers, overwhelmingly, it has been voted in the comments section that they are breaking in so yeah i doff my hat to you good sirs for uh outmaneuvering me on that one i i thought it was like a scorched scorched earth tactic that they were withdrawing and gi joe was on the on the advance but yes indeed the copy confirms that it is a cobra break-in why they would use techno vipers is beyond me but whatever they needed to sell that purple toy oh dear the cobras have penetrated the gi joe base some cunning techno-vipers are skillfully sabotaging the entire electronic control installation. Luckily, Hardball and Red Dog heard suspicious sounds. They double-timed it there to take out the saboteurs before too much damage is done. Together, they will take care of this bit of business. Hardball simply knows how to hit the mark, as if he has a radar in his head. And Red Dog loses no time with asking questions. He simply heads straight for the target. Like you oh, said, Chief, double-tap to the head. <laughs> um, in this area cobra's control ends they have never succeeded in penetrating here that's why the zone is under close surveillance the mean dog is at its post it is a very special vehicle that houses three heavily armed units under wild card supervision the guard operates in a precise manner just as well because the cobras need just one inattentive moment so the mean dog that is relieved of the guard stays until the next mean dog is completely in position. Smart wave using that break apart feature. It's like, yeah, you need to relieve your preceding unit. Though 
<laughs> why they can't just leave the same vehicle in place, I'll never know. Like, yeah. is it running low on ammunition? You know, can't they just like relieve the manpower? Anyway. Where once stood a fresh green forest, the branches are now black. The leaves are charred. The toxo vipers poured a sticky poisonous mixture of their own design onto it. They feel protected by their armor, which is resistant to acid. This way, they try to keep the G.I. Joes at a distance, but they can't win against the Swamp Masher. With its special wheel system, it takes on every obstacle without slipping. Blocker drives like a true champion, aided by Blaster, the man who knows everything about hovercrafts and is simply used to slippery surfaces. That one's great, actually. Oh, really? Mm. Masters who's of the, the universe. Who's the driver? Blocker. Yeah, they put Blocker in it. And I mean, I, he is a driver by, by specialty. And I, I like the fact that they said, you know, he's, he's a champion driver. So, you know, I'm imagining a backstory of him being like a, you know, a famous F1 racing driver or a rally driver or something um, as part True. of his backstory. The footnotes that I've been given, which offer a little bit of extra information, say that his Dutch codename, Courier, focuses on his specialty as a driver since the word courier is used for race car drivers. That's oh. why he's referred to as a championship driver. Good, good. Lovely bits of additional detail, gents. But uh, I've spoken enough. Shall we take a look at the next spread and um, see sure. what we have to say about that? Rolling spread Thunder. 18. Oh, yes. Now, what? What? I got, for, I got that for Christmas, and that was a good day. Damn right it was. <laughs> yeah, that was something else. I mean, for a person that likes how many figures you can get on a vehicle, that ticks some boxes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Offhand, can you remember how many? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, All of them. <laughs> yeah, it's in, the, in the high teens. <laughs> A toy of that size answers all my questions. Like the angle they've chosen here to, to mm. showcase this, because you get to see, you know, if you've got a side on shot, you're not seeing the top or anything. So you get to see a lot of the vehicle itself. Um, and I also like the way that it, they've got it kind of coming out of those doors. So, you know, there's only a slight back piece of it missing, but that just kind of, almost adds to the to the intrigue of the vehicle as well you know yeah. much going yeah. on in this vehicle. and i like Gee. the fact that i like the fact that there's a couple of guys here just manhandling one of these um missiles they, they ain't got some crane or anything they just these two guys can grab this whoop we dropped it watch out yeah <laughs> you're gonna love this because this is what we're all about it's just just hauling gear, just shifting boxes. This is exactly what our setups used to be. They were like, yeah, let's just have a load of people like lifting stuff, yeah. doing jobs. Is that, who, who's the driver, is it? I always get confused between Rumbler and Armadillo. Armadillo is the driver and he's probably the world's, well, he's low-end figure. There's nothing going on with him. I like the fact Chief, that he's just, You'd be he's right in, in confusing the two. Did you okay. know that in the comic book that is precisely what happened? Right. Yeah. They, ch they, they chose to run with the name Rumbler. And yeah. the, the clearest explanation I can think of is that the armadillo was already a tank inside G.I. Joe mythology. So maybe it, it was missed by all the kind of the designers, all the people at Hasbro. But when it came to the comic books, someone said, hang on, <laughs> we got a character who's the same name as a tank. Let's just give him another name. So Rumbler was what they settled on. I'm calling him Rumbler. So Who's like the the he's hanging out the canopy there, just kind of giving advice to Storm Shadow. Yeah, he's definitely giving some orders. Who's the dude in the deep background with the, the tiger stripes down the side? Oh, that's probably uh, Lightfoot, I think. Right. Without his helmet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is actually a blurb for this image. <laughs> so if what? you can stand to hear me one more time, a couple more times. A radio call sounds in the G.I. Joe's headquarters. The front lines request reinforcements. Consider it done. Everything is at the ready immediately because Armadillo, the Rolling Thunder driver, quickly brings about 15 armed and geared up G.I. Joes aboard his gigantic armored vehicle. A veritable base on wheels with eight whopping tires. On all sides, gunner stations can swivel towards the target. Cruise missiles, grenades, a laser cannon, and a radar installation. Everything is on board. The Cobra that can take down the Rolling Thunder... 
has yet to be invented. <laughs> That's cool. Can we get a sneak peek? What's inside that little office there? Is there some people yeah. there? There's some I, Can anyone recognize this set? I get the feeling we've seen it before. Oh, is this this the, the Conquest and the Phantom? Yeah. yeah given a different angle and different oh, yeah. backdrop, obviously. But I, I don't know, Ben. The office, that is, that is int intriguing me as well. There's some pen pusher in there just signing checks. No, the pen pusher in there has put the call out to uh, Muskrat and Shockwave. Get your ass in this office right now because they are hot-footing it, look. And they're moving with purpose, those two. That's a this good, is, good scene. Yeah, mm -hmm. I really dig this. This is this is a wallpaper. This is a computer wallpaper or yeah, a poster. Do you, do you think the um, the the road markings little bit chunky, bit babyish, or would they be that big for 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 the vehicles of, of the size that would be using the hangar? I like to if think of it not as road markings, but just as a just as a, a segregation line, so no personnel or no, nothing past this line kind of thing. Yeah, I like that. That is as, yeah. as a warning indication or something rather than road markings. Yeah, it makes it look like they're on a, a road, <laughs> but you know, just, lovely. Yeah, I like the Guys, Every time I see this, yeah. Every time I see this image, something new speaks to me. I Sorry, I cut you off there, Paul, but I just noticed that oh, someone's burning. Yeah. Ho hooning down this road. Um, but th there is a wet down happening on the uh, the tarmac. Check just below the office. Oh, yeah, the reflection in the... Yeah. They've actually oh. got a little pool of water down there. That's lovely. That's a nice spot. I think this is one of those images where if you're just flicking through, I don't know, it doesn't immediately... You don't immediately think, oh, my God, that's amazing. But you yeah. could, you could, we could actually talk about this for a really long time because... Just so many characters in there and so much going on. Exactly it, because I think when we finished the last recording, I actually went ahead and just looked at this one for like 10 seconds. I looked at it and I was like, ah, just this looks pretty bland. And I couldn't be, oh. bothered. couldn't be bothered to, you know, assess it. But now having talked to you guys and, and looking at everything that's going on, real grower, this one. Yeah, it is a grower. Um, something I actually don't really like about Rolling Thunder is I never really liked the um, circular missile <laughs> the, the turntable of death yeah it's a very busy vehicle anyway it's like you don't need that really i kind of mm. i tell you what i could have done you know it's going to add cost and they weren't ever going to do it but it would have been nice if maybe that was on a like a, a column or a pillar that's came up in the air um, and then could shoot above the turret behind it. Yeah, yeah. Sprinkler of death. Diabolical Catherine wheel. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about the Rolling Thunder for days, and we're going to get our chance because guess what? The next spread also deals with it. But before we head there, can anyone, see, can anyone see another vehicle making a surprise cameo in this spread? You bastard. I assume that little vehicle that's driving up the ramp is part of the Rolling Thunder. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not counting that. What are you talking about, S Chubs? Is it one of these little ATV things or something? No, it is a proper G.I. Joe vehicle. Check to the left of frame. Oh, my word. Wow. What is behind those grates? Is it a mean dog? Mean dog. The, um, Desert Fox? No. Desert Fox? No. Yes. Oh, it's going to be something yeah. from this catalog, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's in there. I mean, that's just gorgeous. It's so obscured. And you'd have to do a really deep, you know, deep cut on this image to see it. But it's what there. You are doing. Yeah. Very good. Eyes of the hawk. 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 Dude, uh, one <laughs> thing I want to mention on this just before we jump out <clears throat> to the next one. Um, <laughs> it's cool to, and I, and I know that it is sort of, relating to the fact that it came out in the same year but it's cool to see like storm shadow on the the rolling thunder uh, because the rolling thunder in the other catalog shot and i one day i hope we get to cover the other european catalog shots that we got um steve you know when we got our vehicles um, oh, yeah, he's, and, he's like trailing behind he's like yeah and it's just cool like you, you've got like a whole bunch of different stuff happening with the vehicle but it's cool to see like hardball and storm shadow and those guys, when they shot that one, they also tried to create a bit of a mood. 
like a because it's like a bit of a stormy sky if memory serves and it's just cool to see old, old storm shadow and hardball on here and i think dodger is also in the original shot uh, in all oh, the original shot in the shots that we were familiar with but anyway yeah that was just a like sort of a side note yeah they've um they've also they've gotten rid of the ghastly seat belts on the cannons very they're, good mm. they always looked a bit silly when they're like fully strapped in <laughs> didn't really need them to be honest with you but um yeah you're not going anywhere with the gun right in your yeah. lap like that yeah. it, it's a hell of a vehicle the rolling thunder well let's uh wax poetic again in spread number 19 gentlemen all on my list this makes me think of like gulf war desert storm like big you know what are those missiles called Oh, the um, Scud missile. It totally makes me think of that. Mm. Yeah. They've got that Rolling Thunder grubbed up real nice there. I think I'm less keen on this one. Um, I think part of the reason for me is the the distance. Yeah, the scale. The you can't appreciate mm. it. Wow, that it's was also my first too, instinct. It's oh. a bit too far out. I, I'd like it a little bit closer, but... You can't really get the heft of it, can you? I think it's those missiles as well. Yeah. Let's see if the copy changes anyone's opinions ever so slightly. Halt! Armadillo orders to set up a camp. Well over a dozen G.I. Joes breathe a sigh of relief because Armadillo always applies a hellish pace to his armored vehicle without sparing either his machine or the G.I. Joes. The vehicle stands ready to protect itself for the night, but the attention may not weaken for a moment. Everyone stays on the lookout. The one at the machine gun or the grenade launcher, the other at the launch tower of the cruise missiles. Armadillo is already in his mini jeep. He is going to explore the area. As long as he has not returned, everyone remains vigilant. Hmm. Yeah, nice I like story. Way, I like the way that they're digging in for the night. That's sick. Mm. Yeah. I also like that little bit about how Armadillo pushes the vehicle. So I think that also like... Uh, Relates to the file card, memory serves. Yeah, pushes the vehicle and the, the men under his command. Mm. Yep. I'm getting I like this shot, but it needs to be smaller, from, in my opinion. Yeah, closer. You mean more. tighter in? Yeah, more intimate. Like, it's just there's too much wide. Yeah. I want and, my thunder back. You want what? You want I'm pissed off now, and I, I, I cannot track it at all. I, I just don't know what happened to that. But you wouldn't buy you you wouldn't buy another one because I know your kind of feelings feelings are you want your original one buying a replacement one that someone else's doesn't have the same feeling. Yeah, that would make a good documentary. Track track down my Rolling Thunder. Um, it wouldn't mm. have a happy ending. No. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think I think the broad expanse and the color of the sand being sand colored. Um, you kind of lose some of the characters. Like if, it looks like kind of Taurus on the left, and even Storm Shadow. I think they're blending in a little bit too much to the background. If anything, for the for the picture, you should either it's kind of in between. You either pull out really wide and get this, but that wouldn't be any good for selling toys. Or you, mm -hmm. you cut in a little bit closer. Or or you make it into two shots. You know, you cut the image in half and you kind of zoom in on that front half of the thing, but then you kind of lose the scale of it. I guess. To be fair, what they're talking about, setting in for the night, might have made a more interesting shot. You know, get it at night change, time. Change the lighting, yeah. Get maybe some moonlight to illuminate the scene rather than day sunlight. Yeah, that could yeah. be. Just one of your stunning sunsets with the really long shadows, Ben. Yeah, just that might have it, man. changed things. Yeah, yeah. They mm. didn't even bother to give Shockwave anything cool to do. Damn it. <laughs> Shit! Sorry! <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Ben Show. <laughs> it's a I think it's Chief then. I just feel like anywhere Chief moves, he's going to knock something over. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay at the moment. I feel you, bro. Natural Let's move on, gentlemen. Let's say natural born spiller. You could yeah. shoot <laughs> those, Chief. <laughs> All right, boys. I'm spill free for a week. Anyway, let's look at this one. Take My a name look is at... I've been spill free. For... That's a good shirt. 
Okay, Paul, I'm watching you very, very closely. Ooh. Yes! Yes! <laughs> no! That's so cool. <laughs> Tiger Force is everything to me. Boys, that the next three spreads, it's that all Tiger Force. That was a shot in my arm for, for, for when I was just maybe not waning, but the fact that they were like reskins, I I'd never seen it done before. So I couldn't believe it. And I went all in on these I'm guys. Gonna, I'm gonna get my negative out of the way to start with. Oh chief. Um, no, no, on this tree branch, I can't it's really getting in the way of the shot what the, tree branch the big one on the right and it's kind of then hanging down into the middle of the picture at the top it looks oh, like it's that ground, it looks like foreground it's just not necessary if it's not in the center it's not like that um toxo viper one i mean no but it look what is it is it coming from the right of the image diagonally up out the top of the shot and then it's coming back down the middle of the shot or is it coming is it a tree growing from the middle of the shot upwards i can't understand i don't understand well, look, can you understand how cool roadblock looks look at that helmet yeah <laughs> i love i love that helmet it's check how psychot is posed oh. it's so good and and uh Outback is all like he's walking he's like okay i'll see you guys now now i'm gonna go do like long range recon yeah and he's hauling uh, a big old rucker Oh, it looks so cool. And I just want to show off Jim Cod uh, Godfrey's custom of Tiger Force artback that he gave to me. Yeah. That's so, very, very cool. Cool, eh? The band yeah. I, get, I get where you're coming from, Chiefson. Uh, the, the, the tree that is actually in the foreground is framing the Tiger Paw too per perfectly. Like, the toys are almost cutouts. Yeah. I get, is that where you're going with that? Like, like I yeah. can't tell what of the foliage is set above the action and what yes. of the foliage is set alongside it it yeah, all because... just blends into this perfect like yeah yeah look at um, how they've done that bamboo um thing with all the rope that is again like something we tried to do chief yeah that's the, so cool the swamp that is banging i love the shot I love this shot. It's Steve, I, I'm sure you agree with me here. It kind of looks a bit like South Africa. <laughs> or any of the jungles of the world, my friend. No, but it, no, but it, it no. does have this like, South African sort of feel to it. I don't know how to explain it to you. I mean, I know I, I haven't been all over the world, but yeah. Sorry. The shadow, of that, the, the shadow on the left of, of a tree or something on the, on the swamp is so awesome. It makes it feel real. There's yeah, a photo I, real I, element to this. It definitely yeah. is. But the scaling is part, like sometimes on these, you, the scaling messes with you. But I mean, it is, that is like perfect. I well, I've what, invested in a lot of like model railroad greenery. I mean, yeah. any of you guys that do all terrain, <laughs> that's a lot of, of, you know, that's a lot that's of a value. Lot of yeah, you damn it. This will only be me. You would have all spotted it, but I've literally only just spotted Duke. I didn't even know he was there. Uh -huh. Well, that's because it's near the thing that you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Lifeline running with the box. It's cool. Yeah, what's so, Lifeline yeah. doing? Is it a gasoline tank or something? Or It's his I case. Like... Oh, it's his case. Yeah. In Tiger Force, yeah. it was done up in green. I actually prefer gasoline, though. That's cool. <laughs> Guys, there's a, once again an, an accompanying write-up which might offer a little bit of insight into what is going on here. But it's mainly dialogue, which is a lot of fun. So I'm going to try and do voices. Not really. <laughs> Yo, psych out and roadblock. Nothing to report? Outback asks the two G.I. Joes on the watchtower. Nothing. This jungle is a virtual desert. Hmm. <laughs> and you, Duke and Tripwire, did you see anything suspicious during your last patrol? Not a thing. You can pack up your first aid kit again, Lifeline. It seems like the Cobras are gone. These six men aren't just any G.I. Joes. They form Tiger Force, an elite commando, kings of camouflage and jungle operations. Their specialty? Capture Cobra equipment and use it for the G.I. Joes. Like, for example, this Tiger Paw. <laughs> uh, I like, I like the fact that they're kings of camouflage, even with a yellow helmet. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine having a uh, uh, look at that, the whiteness of Outback's hair and 
beard. It is pure white, Chief. It's incredible. I love it. I'm, it what I'm, if I don't get a beard or a hair colour like that in the next 15 years, I'll be well upset. Well, Chief, you're going to be upset because you are not on that road. Okay. Not, that is not happening for you, Chief. I don't want to burst that bubble, but you are not going to be looking like Outback. <laughs> Okay. Just lighting is rather poor, but I've got a few. I can find lights. another GI Joe figure that you will more look like. I'll, I'll have a look. Okay. And I'll dig it Path out. Finder. <laughs> That's good. That's a good game. Which GI Joe figure are you going to end up looking like? <laughs> well, if you think about it, most GI Joes are probably in their twenties, so we've passed it, boys. Oh man, I'm forty this year, so I'm gone. Uh, you're a hawk. All that's left. <laughs> no, look, Duke was also posited as an older guy, and with that blonde mop of yours, Ben, if you shave it down to like a don't, don't, cut, don't compare me to Duke S. Jobs. I don't he want. Doesn't to like Duke. Him. I'm not really. So okay. clean All right, let's let's play this game right now, off the top of I your head. Head to buzzer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Are we talking I, about Joes and Cobras, or are we talking just the GI Joe team? Looked a bit like um, Road Pig, but um, yes, I had, a, I had a haircut like Road Pig. Yeah, uh, you did, and you were into weights back then. You were a little bit bigger. You really slimmed out. Um, but you know, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember that. I, I had a, I had, I had a flat top, complete flat top haircut, and it was my first day of school, and I got on the bus. To go to school i was the only one at the bus stop and um it's one of those 53 seater school buses there was about 70 kids on the bus um i got on obviously no seats didn't know anyone first day at the new school and um some old kid at the back of the bus shouted hey look he's got a square head let's call him blockhead and then i got <laughs> blockhead. my mom still calls you blockhead yeah damn it if only road pig had stuck guess he wasn't a joe fan no. Boys, can we see if this image can be outdone by the next? Good luck. It can. It, can. it has been outdone. Probably my favorite one of the of the catalog. Wow. For me. Let's have a round of applause. Ben's yeah. given the game away already. We're gonna play a little guessing game at the end, but uh it would appear. Now, I got that for my maybe my tenth birthday. Uh I was in Portugal and I got the Portuguese version. And I love that thing. I've still Did yours got... float? Yeah, man, it floated. Yeah. Okay. And I, sure had, I had... Ups. Yeah, I had the water moccasin uh, and copperhead, and you were always jealous. You always wanted it. Well, um... I did. I got them both. I got them off you. Some crazy deal. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> and then, obviously, you, you got this one. Um, but this is, this, this is framed so well. Oh, the, man. Kind of canopy, the canopy is closing in and the oh, lighting look. is getting darker and it's just it feels very claustrophobic and yeah, where it dark the swamp darkens off into the background the ripples in the water the, the wet bark i was going to say they've they've made they've done a few little they've dropped a few little things into the water to get those ripples coming out before they took the shot um, bet your ass they the, the this this kind of plant in the foreground is kind of glistening and and where it almost yeah, feels like there's been, uh, some kind of jungle shower has just passed over it's just really right. really the green as you're going up the image above the canopy where it's obviously like really sunny it's just yeah. so cool my resident tiger force uh fundy paul lobsher what say you brother dude i love this shot like mm. everything that like Ben and Chief have said right now is is I mean I'm just going to be repeating what they said but love it love it love it it's shot like it's actually shots like this that made me fall in love with Tiger Force because we we only saw it through the catalogs and the catalog also had like you know a lot of they try to put in some jungle stuff and whatever's and it's just for some reason it just works for me and it's stuck with me and it's just and this is amazing this is probably like one of the best tiger force shots i've seen in the catalogs and outback deserves to be there in the tiger shot so yeah yeah i'll tell you one other thing and you can tell me because i can't remember uh, have they done anything to this or is this just how it sits in the water but the fact that 
the the front is raised up a little bit and the back is down it gives it a sense of very slow kind of movement as if you know that, that propeller at the back has started up and then it started to move ever so slowly forwards yeah but is that how it sits in the water naturally with with the back down a little bit mm, i'm not sure but i like what you're saying it's 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 idling isn't it you can almost hear the noise it would be making just ticking over and they're almost just you know, just they, being put they've on gone, that. They've, gone to silent. they've spotted something. They've gone to silent mode, you know, turned the engine yeah. off almost, and now the engine's off, but they've still got a tiny bit of forward perpetual motion going on as they're coming. They've spotted something. But um, S-Jubs, give me the blurb on this one, will you? Yeah, yeah. But just the, uh, the, 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 the way it sits in the water is actually a lot flatter than that. So they've, okay. just, they've deliberately styled it to be back heavy, yep. now, which is we- a lovely motion touch. And another thing I like is the fact that they haven't just pointed everything straight forward. So that the gun turret is to the side. But I love the fact that it's so simple. Lifeline, you, you get a lot of shots where the character's head are just always facing forward. But you've got his body here, but his head is obviously looking to the side. Just tiny little things that give the posing of the characters so much character. Yeah, and you'll notice on a toy styling point of view, they've taken out the the additional canopy glass that the tiger shark or water moccasin has which is always a fiddly thing because it hems your driver in and they never really sat low into that cockpit no so that thing they always like have the the sort of the flat section up against their temples which is terrible so they decided to fly that and just give him a roll bar which is actually a better option to be honest especially if you want to have outback leaning out like that that they've been restrained as well because in this catalog, apart from some of the vehicle shots, there's just two Joes here. And I'm glad that I'm not looking over to the deep right at maybe some Cobras lurking around or it just doesn't need that. And it doesn't need another Joe on the side peg. It's just, um, it's great. And look at the color of the water. I mean, you know, that, oh. that's a big element because that's taking up a lot of the space of the image, uh, foreground and background. Um, that could have been easy just to make it, you know, uh, kind of a clearish water bluish liquid but they've they've made a, a clear choice of the color of the water here and it's really nice yeah they this set man- must be enormous yeah yeah the palette of it all is just yeah like like yeah. you like you say s jobs how big how big did they make this they've obviously cropped in here but how big how wide and deep does this set go all the reflections don't betray any studio lights mm. There's nothing like everything within this frame is perfectly scaled and and perfectly believable as this micro world. It's phenomenal. They don't want to reuse it as well. Like, can you imagine get rid of that and just have a patrol, you know, wading guns above? Yeah. Just, I mean, oof. And also, you know, they're lucky that that toy has just got such a striking look. Um, Mm. Pops, but. You could put the water moccasin in that that frame, and it would look fantastic as well with the with those colours. Yeah, no, um, I, I disagree slightly. I don't think it would look as good. I think the the colours of the of that mm. do make the image. But yeah, let's let's hear about it, S Jobs. Yeah, Chief. If you want to get the blurb, boys, it goes as follows: What a disaster! The cobras are preparing to poison the largest natural reserve on the planet. Not to fear. <laughs> Tiger Force is here. <laughs> Outback and Lifeline pilot the Tiger Shark with the pedal to the metal through the high grass around the lake. For the reserve, it's a matter of life or death. Outback's experience with survival techniques come in handy with this assignment, just like Lifeline's medical knowledge. But first and foremost, they are two super trained fighters. If they arrive in time, the Cobras won't have a ghost of a chance to execute their nefarious plans. And I think that blurb is entirely unnecessary, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that I push back against that massively because that they should be hooning somewhere on open water, just like caning to get to this destination. These guys are not doing that at all. Mm. Yeah, this is not more covert. Um, yeah, unless they were hooning across, you know, some open rivers in the jungle, and now they've come, you know, it's narrowed down to this more kind of swampy um, pond of water but the blue really match what we're seeing but that's fine yeah we've we've invented our own story for this image anyway so that's cool yeah (laughs) that's a highlight moving (laughs) on yes indeedy 
<gasps> Spread number 20. Dude. Oh. Sorry. I love this one as well. Dude. Wow. That is great. <laughs> oh, what man. a cool sense of scale. Yeah. I had that. Wow. Yeah, I love my tiger fly. Yeah. <laughs> Got that in Fording Bridge, Chief. Somebody <laughs> went through a lot of effort to make sure I had one. So, so and what oh, did you say about um, S-Jobs in the UK? That was Wild Bill. Well, turns out I think I, I, I stand corrected because the file card did read Wild Bill. Right. They didn't they didn't change the file cards, but the action figure that was used was a recolored, redecoed uh Reconda. Reconda. Right, okay. Yeah. But in the UK, I think the confusion stemmed from the fact that I guess if they were going to go with Wild Bill, but maybe the Wild Bill molds were broken or overused yeah. or being phased out. So they had to do a quick flip. I could actually lose Duke there or have it just look different. Um, why is he... It's kind of like the rope is round the... Why is it not in the middle? I don't, Good oh, question. Why does, yeah. over, why does it come over the skid, you mean? Yeah. Also, do you think, I know it's probably not how the lighting, the shadow of, of, of it would be out of shot, but maybe like a tiny little shadow on the deck would have helped. But, you know, either way, it's great. Well, I think we're led to, and again, um, they have done a good job with the scale, but the fact that the ground does look very, very far away, I think he's repelling from way too high up here, um, you know, this to me looks like hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Of, this looks like hundreds of feet above the ground. The background could be slightly more blurred, to be honest with you. But I mean, it's it's still great. Duke's an airborne ranger, living the life of danger. And I guess to answer the first question, Ben, they put the the line over the the helicopter skid to cheat Duke out towards you. Yeah. Because if he was dangling directly beneath the helicopter, we probably wouldn't have as clear a shot on him. Yeah, because yeah. it also missed the scale. Simple, is it? It was because, I mean, that, yeah, that tiger like fly is not that high. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that Psycho is called Psycho. Yeah, Psycho. <laughs> yeah. in both languages. Yeah. There is. Oh, uh, and Cowboy. Actually got <laughs> Wild Bill in French is Cowboy. <laughs> hey, nice. And Wilder yeah, Willem. These last three images um, just go so well together. It's the same, you know. You, you can very, you can just imagine down below in that shrub and bush the other scene that we just saw. Yeah, and you're gonna get if you get these three images in the catalog back to back, you are definitely going to be shifting some Tiger Force toys. Oh, you are going to be straight down Toys R Us. I mean, you'd be buying your face off. What, are they missing anything? Yeah, they're missing the, what did they call it? This tiger cat? The... Yeah, I think so. I think there's one spread which which has um, eluded us. But did, they think... all, did all the Tiger Force stuff get released in one one wave then? Was it not spread over several seasons? So it, what, what you oh, would no, have Oh, no, is seen... that the last one? Sorry. Oh, poorly. I'm sorry. Listen, guys, I, mea culpa, like I, I, I literally should have worked this out beforehand, but I've just noticed that I have a translation for an image that I don't have possession of. Mm. Uh, and, and, and it is not on Paul's uh, website, but apparently there is one that deals with the tiger cat. Yeah, it would make sense. Sorry, boys. Maybe we'll have to do this again sometime. But look, these three images are just home runs i think we can all agree like they're tough to beat they're, they are definitely a highlight to end our yeah. benelux catalog review on but what i'd like to know from each of you is what's top of the pops what is that that one image that like really really speaks to you i don't know if okay. you need a, a moment to think about it or if you've yes, got please. one fresh got, out the gate i've got the thumbnails here i'm going to tell you right now so i think we all like that spread 21 which is Oh, yeah, you're right. On the numbering that you've given me, it goes to 21 and then it goes 23. So 22 is missing. Um, hey. spread, 20, 
Fred 21, the Tiger Shark. Um, I think we would all have that in our top two. And then I'm going to say, Steve and Paul, your next favourite image is going to be um, either 13 or 14, which is the Phantom flying solo or the Phantom and the Conquest. And Ben, I'm saying your favourite is going to be either image two, which is the Joe's R&R no. in the grill. No. No. Image six, image six, which is the warthog coming onto the beach. No. Or, okay. Or I had one more that I thought you might like. Um, Mine are five, five and ten are my others that I like. Okay. All right. The sand dune and Sewers. the outside the Cobra base. Okay. Hmm. Paulie, yeah. if I was to have a guess about you, mate, apart from the, the Tiger Force, if we took the Tiger Force off the table... Mm -hmm. I think spread number one is mm. visual perfection. Mm. The yeah. cobras on on parade. I love that very much. I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan. Um, I'd even go as far as to say I love spreads one and two very much. Ooh, they... can you can you pick one from the? I think we did this in our first episode, but like now I'm I'm putting you under the pump, brother. What's you know, I. I really love spread one just because, like you said, it is a very well shot image. But spread two just speaks a little bit more. It's like it's like a nano, like a little, like it's just a little bit better for me because that reminds me of of my Joe collection when I was a kid, and my Joe collection was just cobbled together of everything, you know. And so seeing that, it just made me, it just took me back to that, you know. And then it also has me wanting to build that scene. Uh, which is a good thing. Like if I was a kid, I would. It would have been nice for me to have seen that as a child because it would have um, pushed me into that direction earlier to to do stuff like that. You know, I look at that and I go, I can do that. Like you know, whether I could actually do it or not is a different story entirely. But I look at that and I go, I could do. I could do that. The cobra thing. Um, I just look at that and I'm just like, wow. I don't know how I'm going to get that many. Like I love that, but it just feels unobtainable for me even now. Um, mm. So that's that's why I love spread two so much over that. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I've I've just uh, I mean, in the edit after we recorded our first session, uh, and after I'd seen warthog stickers cropping up in other places, I've noticed that there's a fire extinguisher sticker from the warthog set that finds its way next to the shotguns. Another oh, beautiful yes, yeah. Easter egg, and there's there's like a piece of chalk on the chalkboard sort of rail uh, where Falcon's giving the briefing. Like the attention to detail is all there, but it, as you say, it is attainable. These are mm. like everyday dio pieces that a more enterprising and practically minded child would be able to assemble without too much difficulty. Mm. Like that radiator that Shockwave is up against. What is that even? Dudes, the corrugated cardboard for the door. Ah. This is my favorite image because at heart, I'm a GI Joe, you know, in the, in the, in the battle between good versus evil, I'm on the green team. And the fact that every single one of those Joes is a character, you know, you've got top tier characters with Cobra. They were all kind of, uh, they were, they were leader, leadership figures like Volta, like Cobra Commander, Destro, all those guys. But here we see the GI Joe grunts. And there were no Cobra Grunt characters. But here we see like the bottom rungs of the G.I. Joe army. And they are each individuals and they are shown as such. It's amazing. And Avalanche's leg. What the hell is going on there? <laughs> so yeah, image two from me, boys. Chief, Chief have you? you, have like you... Four, I reckon. Sorry? You like image four, I think. Image four. Let me have a look at that one. Or not. Uh, yeah, that was, that was, I was going to say that was one of yours as well. So that is in my, the the uh, Tiger Shark one is my favorite, but uh, image four would be my uh, in fourth place, yeah, with the Tomahawk. But you need to get numbers two and three. Jeez. Um, um, I think you quite like 10 as well, didn't you? Yeah. 10, 10's okay, but it's not in there. No, no. I mean, 15. 15, yes. 15 is <laughs> my favorite one. Um, 
This is the Techno Vipers and the Joes coming in. There's only about three or four images of all of these, which is a direct conflict between Joes and Cobras. Um, you know, the, the one that you like, 10 with Road Pig and that. There's, there's Joes and Cobras in the scene, but they're not actually engaged in combat yet. There's only about three images here where there is an actual engagement. I, I love the, the motion. I love that, that, that action. Um, I like the set. That this is it's all going off. I just really, really like that number fifteen. One more for you. I'm just going to put you out of your misery, and it's actually number six. <laughs> I like the positioning of Raptor kind of form there. Uh, I like the pose they've got him in. Just this has got a sense of motion, and you know, just this image here. How cool is the kind of blow up they have on that orange? Yeah, yes. Yeah. That must be a happy accident. I don't know if they really intended that. That just happened in camera yeah hey what this has definitely motivated me I, I want to get a nice high res print of that um tiger shark shot mm. you know lose the little numbers um yeah that would look sick well i know the guy you can talk to <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely a special catalog man it's really cool Agreed, agreed. Very and good. peeking forward, there is a 1991 Benelux catalogue. It is a special piece and perhaps deserves to be showcased. But uh, we were chatting off air, and I think it doesn't have quite the impact of this one. No, it's almost as if they've done this and, um, you know, head office have been like, loved it, but rein it in and get more of the toys going on. <laughs> Yeah, you spend yeah, it does loads, definitely feel that way. Budget on expensive sets, and um, yeah, next time round. I haven't seen the ninety-one catalog yet, though, so um, uh, don't want to comment on it just yet. There's more images for sure, right? Okay. I think, I think there's slightly fewer, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the you be the judge of it. I think yeah, it does. It does read as more of a a toy catalog. Yes. in the vein of what we've had before and not something altogether special, which is what, what this 1991 was. It's a bit was. like the movie sequel. It's, it's, um, the numbers are bigger, aren't they, in the frame in terms of the amount of figs. That's what I noticed. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Boys, this has been a very, very pleasant experience for myself personally, but I know that it's uh, it's found its audience as well. So thank you, viewers, for uh, watching these four crazy talking heads talking about some of the most awesome G.I. Joe photography known to man and woman and child. <laughs> and humans. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for joining the madness. Just before you go, just to go on the record. Oh, okay. I'd be up for doing um, just a one-off on the next catalogue. Um, I'm sure everyone watching this is is celebrating right now. There's a slow clap going out. Yeah. We'll just we'll just do it in one hit, you know. For sure. Yeah, let's go. Cool. I'd also yeah, like, it'd be cool to like pull out random catalogues in the future as well, like American ones as well, Terra and the Tundra, that kind of stuff. Yeah, or even yeah, like the, even the thing that I had at the beginning, you know. Yes. That and I've got one of those as well, which is cool. I got one with the with the bumper, I believe. So. Yeah, you've got you've got a few of those, Chief, haven't you? Yeah, we had a brief um, on when we did the toy box um, YouTube, oh, yeah. but um, we didn't go too much in depth. And I don't think you know I was just holding them up. I didn't scan any of the images in to put up. So yeah, there's definitely plenty of source material there. Yeah, um, I just feel like I wish I had all of my toys still. Oh Ben! Mm. Oh Ben! And that, that silly man, that friend of yours, that guy—he oh, sold off a whole bunch of them. It's yeah. always vehicles that go, isn't it? Though, because it's like whoever's big. Doing, whoever's doing your loft, like, well, I can put all these figures in a nice little box, but what's this massive rolling thunder thing? Straight to the tip. Oh! I hope that didn't happen. To the well, tip, yeah, I really. I think I went backpacking, and you know, houses were being moved and, yeah. oh, breaks let's the give, heart. Let's give Rolling Thunder to little Johnny down the street. <laughs> Lucky little Johnny. <laughs> Track him down. Oh, I had so many vehicles, guys. Jeez. Oh, 
Yeah, I had a lot. There you go. Anyway. Well, I mean, it's it's a blessing and a curse. Uh, through the miracle of the interwebs, you can reclaim pieces of your childhood. But as Chief would argue, is it a piece of your childhood if it's not the one that you had? I'm all the way down under, but this is my childhood shockwave, and he followed me, followed me into my exile. That's good. Yeah. Suppose you mentioned that because this storm Backpack's shadow is still intact. <laughs> if it's if it's not this storm shadow, sadly it's not my childhood one because I didn't have one in, as a child. But I keep these two storm shadows. I take either one of them with me if I go somewhere on a trip. It's always like on my back uh, in my backpack, and it could be something right. stupid like going to the mall, and I got a backpack on, and I've got storm shadow with me always. One of them, too. Just random. So I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Chief just sells them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, he. He's got to um, finance his premium collection, you know, like six-inch toys that are his Mezcos or whatever. I kept, um, <laughs> I kept a lot of the uh, original ones that that still have nostalgic feels for me. So let me give yeah. you another. Actually, I've got them. I've, I've got. Got them here. Oh, got them here in a Converse box. Ah, a Converse so, box. <gasps> yeah, as it should really. be. Vintage G.I. Joe figures in a shoebox. Shoe that box, is right. Oh, so, those are your yeah. faves. Yeah, that's my faves. Yeah. Crimson that's God, Iron Grenadier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's okay. a few in there. You know, all I like most of, you know, the Destro classic dudes I'm keeping. They're not going anywhere. These nice. just fell out, though. I didn't know they, didn't know they were broken. Oh, like, that's going to happen with increasing regularity, I'm afraid, man. I hope that's they all... Yeah. <laughs> all have a shelf life. Anyways, guys, we could yammer on for hours. This has oh, been good. great fun. Thank you very much for the responses that we've gotten. I'm sorry I didn't get into a read today, but uh, the comments are awesome. If you have any insights to add to this conversation, or if you just want to reach out to us, please drop a comment down below. Hey, if you're feeling generous, why not give this video a like? It helps, I think, in ways that I don't understand. But Subscribe for <laughs> And without further ado, with that said and done, we've been G.I. Joburg. <laughs> and we're all out of Joburg. Yeah. Oh, Chief, you're supposed to back me up. <laughs> Isn't right, how we used to do it? Yeah. Alright, yo Joburg everybody, so long guys. Joburg, keep it real.